Yo, my virgins, my friends, my people across the globe. It's your boy Drew, and welcome to the Grateful Yardy Presents Raw in a 30 minute or less. I'm here to give you the 411, the lowdown on the April 19th edition of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into all of that, you can find me on social media, on Twitter, that is DWrestling99, on Instagram, Drew underscore wrestling 99 you want to go like a old school you can hit me up with an email that is mr drew wrestling 99 at gmail.com also if you listen to my podcast on apple podcast hit the subscribe button you listen to me on spotify hit the subscribe button go back to apple podcast there's some stars there give me give me some stars now Five star, me appreciate it. Four star, me appreciate it. Three star, me appreciate it. Two star, me appreciate it. One star, me appreciate it. Any multi stars you want, give me appreciate it. Because me love one of you listening and me thank you for listening. So let's just jump in at the thing, people. So we start off Monday Night Raw with Drew McIntyre. And it's just a recap of what happened last week. His attack that he got between Mace and T-Bar. And he just goes over all of that. Then he gets interrupted by MVP. And and MVP says he's out there to address these ridiculous accusations from, from Drew McIntyre. And Drew wasn't expecting to be put to sleep in the hurt lock. Drew wasn't ex- expecting to be attacked last week. Drew should expect the unexpected that was MVP's worst to Drew McIntyre the MVP continues and congratulates Drew McIntyre on becoming the number one contender and that Bobby Lashley will put him put Drew McIntyre to sleep again at WrestleMania Backlash then McIntyre asked MVP if he's gonna look dead in him in in a them and say that he had nothing to do with Aguan last week then MVP said that Lashley is the chief hurt officer and that Lashley makes his own decisions. After the hurt business downsized, why would they go hire two people if he go beat up Drew McIntyre when Lashley already proved on the biggest stage of them all that he can mash up McIntyre on his own? And then McIntyre said, well, that didn't stop King Corbin from attacking him before WrestleMania. And MVP states that he have nothing to do with the attack last week. And that maybe, just maybe, that Drew McIntyre's chicken them come home for roast. And that Drew McIntyre pick a fight with the whole locker room. Um, Drew exits, after all this speech is done, Drew exits the ring and he gets attacked by Mason T-Bar. They perform another Double choke slam and Byron Saxton, Saxton on commentary said that looked fishy. And Adam Graves, his commentary bredgin, said there are more questions and answers. Then we go to the back with Kevin Patrick in the gorilla position. And Mason T-Bar are approached by Kevin Patrick. They say some random words. Mace named a bunch of animals. Then T-Bar said they're going to finish off McIntyre and we go pay some bills. Then we return from bill paying. And McIntyre is a, approaches Adam Pierce and says he wants a handicap match. Adam Pierce says, "Go find yourself a tag partner." Um, Drew McIntyre says, "No, I'll go grab a bat." And then 
Drew says that if Pierce doesn't make this handicap match happen tonight, Pierce will regret it. We go into match number one, folks, and that is Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin going up against the Viking Raiders, which is Eric and Ivar. And the finish of this match came when Alexander went for a neutralizer, but was countered by Eric's ro big rolling knee. Then Eric tagged in Ivar, and they hit the Viking experience for the one, two, three, and your winners are the Viking Raiders. Then Kevin Patrick's in the back with Randy Orton, and Randy Orton pretty much says he's done. Me done with the Fiend thing. Me done with Alexa Bliss thing. I'm focused. My sights are on the WWE Championship match. Whoever wins that, may I come for them. Then Riddle rolled by in his EDS cycle. He can he congratulated Randy Orton on Randy Orton's WrestleMania win and said that he wanted to meet the Apex Predator, and he doesn't even know what the Apex Predator means. And then. Riddle says he lost his title at WrestleMania, but since Randy and him both don't have titles, why don't they form a tag team and call each other, call the tag team RK Bros, and then Randy Orton just walked away, and so did Kevin Patrick. Pierce is on his phone, and Randy Orton comes back there and says, yo, I'm want to match with Riddle because this boy come with his stupid cycle and disrespect me. Then we're showing a video of Charlotte's attack last week on both Rhea Ripley and Asuka, hyping up the Asuka, Rhea, or an Asuka Charlotte Flair match later on on Monday Night Raw. And then Charlotte Flair made her entrance in non wrestling gear. And then we go to commercial break. Then we come back from break, and Charlotte just talks about she wants, she came back for respect. She says she didn't mean to hurt anyone's feelings. She was just expressing how she felt being unapologetically her, the biggest star in the division. And Charlotte says, who were they still talking about at WrestleMania, even though she didn't have a match? That would be Charlotte. Charlotte says, all the women in at the back are fake and lame. And she doesn't even know why they're becks at her. It's not like they had a match taken away from them like she did. Charlotte says it's a big Ross deal that really Ripley big um, Oscar at WrestleMania. She could do beat them both. She could beat them both in one night. That's why she's called the opportunity. Charlotte says she respects Oscar but doesn't really like her. And that tonight she's going to show Oscar how much she doesn't like her. Then Oscar interrupted, did her whole thing, and then Rhea Ripley's music hit. She she hit the stage, sporting a new tattoo on her forearm, on her left forearm. Charlotte asked, "What the roster they doing here? Are they gonna gang up on her?" Charlotte says she wants Ripley to sit at ringside and take notes. Ripley says she knows Oscar will beat Flair. Before Oscar could speak, Flair interrupted and spoke very slowly. And that she was the one to end Asuka's streak. When Asuka tried to speak, Flair, Flair keep telling her to shut the Ross up. And she doesn't understand anything that Asuka is yelling. And then Asuka says, tonight I will beat you, bitch. And Flair looks shocked as Asuka left and Rhea Ripley snickered. And we go to commercial break. We go into match number two, folks. That is Randy Orton going one-on-one -on -one against Riddle. And the finish of this match came when Orton went to strike Riddle, but Riddle locked in a triangle along the ropes, holding it for four seconds. As he tried to re-enter, Orton kicked him 
and draped and did the draping DDT vintage Orton as it's called ra uh, rather than pinning Riddle Orton and paste and set up for the RKO he pounded the ring but Riddle turned it into a crucifix pin for the one two three and your winner is Riddle then we go and see Adam Pierce on his phone Seamus enters, he congratulates Seamus and kind of coerces him into doing the open challenge that John Cena did. And Seamus accepts doing the open challenges. Then we go into match number three of the program. That is Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, which are your women's tag team champions. Let me get that straight. Going up against Naomi and Lana in a non-title match and finish of this match came when Lana finally tagged in Naomi, they hit a double team face buster for the one, two, three. So your winners are Naomi and Lana. Then we go to Miz TV and Miz is hyping up um, his show, hyping up the fact that because he had a match with Bad Bunny at WrestleMania, Bad Bunny's um, tour sold out. Um... He also talked about the premiere of WWE 24 documentary about him that was will be airing on Sunday. He raised the grass to himself. And then finally, Damien Priest's music hit and he interrupts the whole situation and calls Ms. Delusional as delusional as Jake Paul thinking that he is a real fighter. Burn. Burns right, Dessa. Burns right, Dessa. Then Priest said that how can... This is how Miz got the victory last week and re-recapped what happened last week. That was Maurice distracting Damien Priest and Miz using the ropes for leverage. Then Miz looked kind of perturbed and Damien Priest went on to and say that what type of man brags about a win like that, cheap kind of win. Then Priest says something in Spanish. Then with a New York accent said, everyone saw that when Miz took off his pants that he had no cajones, no balls. Then Maurice said something in a French and then offered up a match for her husband against Damien Priest. Damien Priest says, oh yeah, thanks. Priest then took some champagne, said congrats, said that the champagne was trash and then Miz threw some champagne in the face of Damien Priest and bounced. New Day celebrated with and congratulated Riddle on his win against Randy Orton. And then Riddle asked what's in the case. And they pretty much in unison yelled silver dollar pancakes. And Riddle rolled away and we went to commercial break. Then we come back from commercial and Elias is in the ring. Riker standing next to him. Elias strums. Introduces Riker. Then strums again. But the guitar sounded out of the tune. Then suddenly they show Woods. Xavier Woods on the stage drumming electric play bass very horribly and Kofi Kingston was dancing along and then the New Day music hit and they made their entrance. So match number four, Kofi Kingston with Xavier Woods going one on one against Elias with Jackson Riker in his corner and the finish of this match came when Kofi Kingston went for some kicks then Elias countered into an ugly-looking SOS for a two-count. Then Elias was able to hit a mule kick from the corner. Then, But he was met as he was climbing up the turnbuckle. Uh, Kofi climbed, but Elias fought him off. Then Kofi ran up, back up, but Elias held on when Kofi tried for a Frankensteiner. Elias hit an elbow drop for the clean victory. 
So your winner was Elias. Then we go to Alexis Playground and she pretty much talks about her doll. That the doll Lily didn't just show up last week. She's been the doll Lily's been in her life from from Wadi. And she said that Lily didn't like any of the girls on the roster just like she doesn't. And then Alexa laughed with a maniac style laugh and swung on the swing. And they zoomed in on Lily's face and did that old school um gold dust malt snap thing that gold dust used to do uh we continue backstage and mandy rose is in and um dana brooke are talking to a backstage interviewer and ask if they're appro- about their behavior rose says they're not bullies but nia jackson shayla Baylor's are the bully and then mandy rose said yeah i slipped at wrestlemania but they kept at it jacks yelled out and they retreated then Baszler told Jax to get her head in at a blood clot game. And they only lost because Shayna, because of Nia. And then Shayna sternly told Nia Jax to fix it or else. We go into match number five, folks. Jesus Christ, this show is dragging on. Sometimes you have three hours to watch this show. That's why I do it in 30 minutes or less, so you don't have to watch it. So match number five is Drew McIntyre in his handicap match against Mason T-Bar. And the finish of that, this match came when Drew McIntyre no-sold the impact and set up for the claimer. He fought off Mace, but then T-Bar rushed McIntyre in the corner. Mace entered, swarmed McIntyre, so the ref called for the bell for the disqualification. Then all of a sudden, um, Braun Strowman's music hit and he marched to the ring. Mason T-Bar evacuated the ring and looked at Strowman from ringside, from ringside, and they cut to commercial. So it looks like we're going to get a tag team match after we come out of the commercial make. And we do. That is Drew. Match number six is Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman going up against Mace and T-Bar. The finish of this impromptu match came when Mace tagged in and they hit a clothesline leg lariat combo for a two kill. Mace then pounded on Strowman and then hit a cross face. T-Bar tagged in and hit a running boot to Strowman for a two count. Strowman fought to his feet and by hitting a big back body drop to T-Bar, but both men were prone after that. They made tags as McIntyre exploded into Mace with clotheslines, then another hopscotch-looking one, then he then McIntyre hit uh, his over-the-head belly-to-belly suplex out of the corner. Then a neck breaker, and then finally kipped up. Drew removed Mace's mask to reveal Dio Madden's face. Then Madden slapped Drew McIntyre, who used the mask and was simply waylaid Mace with the mask over and over, causing the disqualification. T-Bar took out. T-Bar took out Drew McIntyre, but. Strowman entered, removed T-Bar's Mac, and threw him out. So your winners were T-Bar and Mace by disqualification. Then we go into match number seven, which is Miz versus Damian Priest. And the finish of this match came when Priest did a disaster kick-looking move. Then um, Damian went for a chokeslam, but Miz slithered away. Maurice climbed to the apron, but the Miz rolled Priest up like he did last week, only for Priest to kick out. Then Priest hit the thunderclap and hit the lights for the one, two, three. And your winner of match number seven is Damian Priest.
Then we go into your main event of the evening. That is Charlotte Flair going up against Asuka. And the finish of this match came when she was able to hit a chop block from the front. Then locked in the figure four behind the rest wrap. But Asuka pulled away Flair's arms, which broke the hole. She went after Rhea Ripley, but this allowed Asuka to strike Flair and roll her up for the victory. Asuka is your winner. Then a banks Charlotte Flair after Max stocked the ref and gave him a gave him a bile. Like I guess bad on him. I'm telling you people, can wrestling people stop spitting on people during Corona? I know some of y'all are, are vaccinated and stuff, but it's not right to spit on nobody. Can we not do that? Can that spot just be eliminated from professional wrestling, please? Just eliminate the spitting spot. She then stomped the mud hole in the referee in the corner and walked it dry. Then mounted him from the back and hit a forearm after forearm to the back of his head. Another two ref entered to get her off, um, reprimanding her. And checking on their fallen brethren, she smiled, then resumed her attack and acting, acting like she was done, then re-entered and delivered a PK, a penalty kick to the ref's gut as the show went off of the air. And folks, that was the April 19th edition of Monday Night Raw. So here are some final thoughts by your boy Drew. The opening segment, McIntyre was fine. But it was a little too long for my liking. Thank goodness for MVP's interruption. However, I have no idea what Mace and T-Bar said or what they were discussing. Those masks really make it difficult to understand their promo. They need fit. Dash with the masks. They dash them with. Uh, this particular thing started last week. And it continued on this edition of Monday Night Raw. And many of us expected this to happen. The quick descent of... Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin on their way to the mid card. It's disappointing because to me, they are way more exciting than the Viking Raiders, in my opinion. Riddle is purely annoying, but not in a good heel way. Ah, oh, this part for me, this part for me, because it has everything to tie into stop Asian hate, particularly, and we saw racism. Reap his ugly head here in professional wrestling. Uh, Charlotte Flair speaking slow bothered the hell out of me or bordered to me on a rate on racism because it implied that Asuka does not understand English when she clearly does. Flair's pompous attitude fits her character, but the racist tropes in Ifidashway, you don't need to put the racist tropes in there. Be a pompous, have your pompous attitude, but you don't need to be a racist prick. To, to get it over. Um, Orton and Riddle was a decent enough match. It depends on how you want to look at the opening moments of the match. And I hand it to the WWE for trying something holy. Always trying something different in the beginning of the match. And if an open challenge is how we get Sheamus on Raw every week, then give it to me. I'm ready for that. I mean, like Sheamus and everything that he's been doing since... The pandemic. Him and Drew McIntyre have been the two top stars on Raw to me during the pandemic era. Alexa Bliss segment was fine. It planted more seeds to the character and Lily even going as far as imposing Lily into childhood pressure. At least I thought it was it was a cool thing to do. I guess that's one way of removing 
the mask from Mace and T-Bar. The match was fine, and Mace and T-Bar worked well together. We all know that T-Bar can work, but it was nice to see Dio Matten's improvements as well. It doesn't. Does this mean, this is a question that I'm posing out there, does this mean that Drew McIntyre and Strowman and Mace and T-Bar are set to challenge Amos and AJ Styles for their tag team championships. They've already ruined your boy Damian Priest's momentum from WrestleMania, but maybe this is the start of building it back. He did well in the Spanish promo with Bad Bunny. They showed earlier, but not as well with The Miz during the Miz TV segment. I guess it's a wait and see. I'm surprised we got a finish, even though it wasn't clean in the main event which was Asuka and Charlotte Flair. The match, it diminishes Asuka and sees that she needs help to beat Charlotte Flair. Charlotte's attack after the match solidified her as a heel. If you still have doubts after last week, they brought her back, but usually these kinds of animals resort in a kayfabe suspension of some kind. I guess they at least gave us a little cliffhanger for next week. Overall, there was nothing on this show that is Northworthy in a positive way or intriguing at all. It was too, all too predictable, and this time predictable was just plain bad. All right, folks. Thank you, Metankuna, for listening from Canada, America, um, Israel, wherever you're there, and you listen to my thing. Money noon I like Tankuno, me bigunum up. Me appreciate you. Trust me. Me do. Holip. And the next time you go hear me talk about the thing called wrestling will be the Great Figurity Presents AEW Dynamite in a 30 minutes or less. Big tune alert. Big album alert. Go check out Specialty's new release entitled Slight Detour. It's available on most digital platforms. The same way you listen to me, you go if you're on Spotify. Go listen to me, and then go jump and listen to a slight detour. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. And until next time, folks, God bless. Stay safe. And remain, 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 remain grateful. Peace.